1: with his own nicotine pouches.
2: The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live.
3: Off turn number four, the sun directly in his eyes. It's not going to stop him from seeing the white flag from the right hand of Shannon Bednarik. Final lap here for Christopher Bell.
1: Bell into turn number one, it, he has run away now. Ryan Blaney gave it all he had, but it's all over, and it's all gone in front of the pack. Christopher
4: Bell to the back stretch for the final time. Here he comes out of turn number two, halfway down the back straightaway. Christopher Bell emerges from the pack, Christopher Bell's blowing them all away as he makes his way for the final time out of four. One
5: year ago at Martinsville Speedway, he had to win, and he did it. Today at the Homestead Miami Speedway, he needed to win, and he's done it. As he comes across the line, Christopher Bell has scored the win in the Forever 400, presented by Mobile
2: One. NASCAR Live is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. From the MRN studios in Concord, North Carolina, here is your host, Mike Bagley.
4: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of NASCAR Live here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley and the entire MRN crew here with you as we inch closer and closer to the start of the 2024 NASCAR racing season. It starts one week from Sunday with the bush Light clash at the Coliseum. And on tonight's show, we're going to start previewing the teams of the NASCAR Cup Series, specifically we're going to spend time talking about the Toyota camp and how those teams are preparing for the upcoming season. To assist in that, Legacy Motor Club is now a Toyota team and newly enshrined member of the NASCAR Hall of Fame and co-owner of Legacy Motor Club, Jimmy Johnson, is going to stop by and talk about the team's transition to Toyota. I also had a chance to sit down with Christopher Bell of Joe Gibbs Racing. You'll hear from Seabell and a whole lot more. But first, Kyle Ricky is here with a check of the latest NASCAR headlines. Kyle, what do you have for us?
6: Mike, NASCAR announced the return of bonus programs for both the NASCAR Craftsman Truck and Xfinity Series. For the Xfinity Series Dash for Cash, teams will have the opportunity to qualify at Richmond in March. Then the four Dash for Cash events will follow at Martinsville, Texas, Talladega, and Dover. When it comes to the Triple Truck Challenge, series regulars will have the opportunity at Charlotte, Gateway, and Nashville to compete for extra monetary incentives. Another entry has been submitted for the Daytona 500. Kaz Grala will attempt to make the Great American Race piloting the number 36 car for Front Row Motorsports. Grala is also competing in 25 events for Rick Ware Racing this season. The organization has yet to announce who will drive the number 15 car next month in Daytona. Speaking of the Great American Race, Spire Motorsports has announced that Chili's will be the primary sponsor for Corey LaJoy and the number seven Chevrolet Camaro for the Daytona 500. And in other news, an IndyCar veteran will take on a large slate of NASCAR sanctioned events in 2024. Cook Racing Technologies has signed Marco Andretti as he'll pilot the number 17 Chevrolet entry in the Arca Menard series, as well as select NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series events in the 04. Andretti is scheduled to compete in 14 ARCA events, starting with the season opening event in February at Daytona International Speedway, along with seven truck races in an alliance with Roper Racing that begins at the Circuit of the Americas in March.
4: Mike. Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, we'll catch up with Jimmy Johnson.
2: Wheeland Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting,
4: Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Last week, Jimmy Johnson was inducted into NASCAR's Hall of Fame. The former seven-time Cup Series champion has a big year ahead of him as he'll compete for his legacy motor club team in nine events this season, including the upcoming Daytona 500. His organization also went through a manufacturer change in the offseason. Our Kim Coons sat down with Jimmy to discuss all of that and more.
7: Your racing career actually began on two wheels. You raced motorcycles as a kid. Did that kid ever dream about the trajectory you took? Like, were you a dreamer as a kid? Did you envision yourself being here today?
8: I was a dreamer for sure. But when I was on two wheels, all my heroes were on two wheels. And cars were cool, but that's not where my dreams were. I wanted to be a supercross champion, um, an outdoor motocross champion, and everything that went with the two-wheeled world.
7: When you transitioned to four wheels, at what point in the journey did you realize, oh, I have the talent that's needed and I can make a career out of this?
8: Honestly, by the time I, it was pretty late when I truly felt it in my heart and I think I'd won my first championship then. Um, there were moments along the way and I always had great belief in myself, but when I finally took a deep breath and relaxed was was probably oh six, oh seven, somewhere Ooh. in there there's That's certainly later
7: than I would have guessed. there's
8: certainly other <laughs> hurdles where uh, you know, I, I breathed a sigh of relief. My first win in o two, um I was like, great, I'm at least gonna have a job next year. <laughs> you yeah, know, but there were these small little wins along the way, but it was it was later and, you know my inner circle of friends would ask this question, and I, I was like, man, I just don't know if it's gonna work out. you just won a championship. Yeah, I, I don't know, but this is what it is.
7: And now you're sitting here today, NASCAR Hall of Fame class of twenty twenty four. Right? Wow. wow. And wild. You had to have known, though, that you were going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Was there, was there any doubt in your mind when your name was put on the ballot that it wouldn't be the first year?
8: Not in my mind. And when Chad's name was on the ballot, my... Nervousness or anxiety came in and around that because um, I wanted to have this moment with him. We did all of this together, and um, I kind of rode that emotion with him uh, being you know, inducted as well.
1: Johnson rockets to the bottom of the racetrack. Kyle Larson trying to rally speed in the outside lane, but it's not there. Off turn number two,
4: it's Jimmy Johnson with the lead. Here they come off the end to the back straightaway for the final time here in Homestead. Jimmy Johnson with the lead and a walk-off for the ages as he hits the main straightaway.
3: They've been fighting adversity all weekend long. They've come through every one of the problems, and they come home victorious. Jimmy Johnson wins at Homestead and scores on history-making seventh championship, tying the late Dale Earnhardt and Richard Petty. As you look at
7: the career you had with Chad Canals, How did you guys compliment each other? What did he not have that you did? And what were you maybe lacking that he was able to add?
8: Yeah, I would say that first and foremost, we had so much in common. I mean, we we both had chips on our shoulders. We both had so much to prove. We were very fortunate that we were really starting a new team, and we're not coming into some other culture that existed. And he and I just looked at each other and it's like, we get to build this, so how are we gonna do it? And with our commonalities, we just got to work, you know? And, and I think, looking back, the energy and kind of that locker room environment we had those first handful of years was so unique, and we're so fortunate to, to build that team. Um, we didn't have anyone else's culture to follow. We, we kind of built our own.
7: As you look at what you guys were able to accomplish, what does that say about that blip? We'll call it a blip because you've done other things in your career and the team that you guys were able to assemble.
8: Yeah, it's uh, looking back on it now. I can't believe we did all that, especially five in a row. Um, we knew it was hard living in the moment, but when you have some distance from it and reflect on it, how in the world? You know, it's just, just so hard to imagine. But we did it, and. Um, You know, I just have great pride in the journey, great pride in um, everything that we accomplished. I wish we would have made it the full pole on our careers together. (laughs) But, um, you know, we had 17 amazing years, and and, um, I'm so thankful.
7: Is it safe to say you don't think it will ever be accomplished again, to see a crew chief driver pairing get seven championships?
8: I don't ever want to say never. (laughs) Um, As I was chasing the seven, I remember so many people saying, I'll never get to seven. It'll never happen again, and it just fueled my fire, and it fueled our fire as a team. So I, I don't, I don't want to be that source of fire for someone else. But Richard Petty was always so gracious, and uh, when I was trying to chase you know the eighth championship he would come to me all the time and and would say hey you know uh records are made to be broken just go ahead and break that and you know i just i appreciated his perspective on that so i, I feel like it's a place to be
7: now you will have a place in the hall of honors that's dedicated to your career and a lot of times you get to say what's in that can you give us an idea of what's going to be in that display how much of it will be a surprise uh will there be anything that fans have never seen before
8: yeah there definitely is um we you know, I wanted my seventh championship car in there um and then I'll, I'll save some of the other little bits for uh for fans to come and see on their own but um we had the hall of fame staff come in and look around i have a warehouse and have kept everything through my career and that was all built off of everything my parents kept of mine since i was a kid racing dirt bikes so there's uh there's a great assortment of um you know moments in time throughout my my racing career.
4: Jimmy Johnson not having any challenges from Ryan Newman until he steps to the outside. Here goes Ryan Newman but they all leave. Newman hung out to dry as they race back to the corner.
5: Battle's going to be for second for the moment. Casey Mears and Ryan Newman. Jimmy Johnson looks in the rearview mirror. Trouble further back. Greg Biffle goes around but Jimmy Johnson is headed victory lane. Jimmy
3: Johnson off turn four, comes into the triumphal with plenty of breathing room. They're battling it out for a second. Jimmy Johnson's going to win the 48th Daytona 500.
7: As we look at your racing career, what moments stand out the most to you? Because, I mean, you've accomplished so many different things. Are Are there key moments where you're like, man, that really stands out?
8: Yeah, I think the first in the satisfaction that came with the first win, first Daytona 500 win, first Brickyard, first championship. Um, you know, th- those were just such intense experiences and, and so fulfilling. Um, but the seventh, uh, you know, I have never had a more wild, emotional roller coaster ride than that evening in Homestead, Florida. <laughs> yeah, that, that one, you know, is up there as well.
7: Even though you're not racing full time, your calendar keeps getting additions to it. So what is still on the to-do racing list for you?
8: Yeah, My, my perspective on it has shifted. I mean, of course, I want to be competitive and I, I have that um in the back of my mind and i'm going to fully commit to the races that i run but i'm really striving to have the best work-life balance that i can i can't put away the steering wheel you know that's what i love to do so i'll have the nine cup races in addition to that i'd love to find some sports car events and uh, some classic car racing to do i've been having fun with that here lately and then also uh time with my family and travel you know we're, we're living in the uk right now um it's not forever it's just a an opportunity for our family to um you know, explore and heal, and you know what we've been through this summer. Um, and then, speaking of summer, I worked hard to make sure my summer was open so that I can be with my family. Mm-hmm. Um, kids are out of school. I've missed so many opportunities to travel and be with them over the years. And now that I can craft this, and we have our great partners with Carvana and Family Dollar, Dollar Tree, and Advent Health, they've been very understanding of that window, and and I have that space to do it.
7: This new crop of youngsters that's coming through. When you ask them, you know, who are your heroes? Who are you wanting to race? Or have your career kind of emulate and time after time it's jimmy johnson so is it weird to have this this new lineup and roster of drivers coming through nascar's top series saying that you are their hero well,
8: that's cool i uh I, i'm friendly with most of the guys um certainly that are in cup now um some of the younger ones coming along i've kind of been out of touch the last few years but mm-hmm. the uh, i certainly appreciate that and um you know, I saw Christopher Bell earlier today and there was something going on on Twitter where somebody was hazing him about being too polite mm-hmm. and on and on. And I felt like I should say something because it was very similar to um, the journey I was on. And I saw Christopher today and he goes, man, thank you for saying something like you have no idea what that meant yeah. to me. And, and I was like, man, just be you. And, and I look back on my journey and I was told that I was vanilla and all these other things that went on but I'm most proud of the fact that I stuck to being me and it served me well and I sh- shared that with Christopher, man. Just be you, do you mm-hmm. and everything else will fall into place where it does. So uh, the fact that my peers and other racers um, can identify with that and see that and uh, want to emulate me uh, means time.
7: So finally, what do you want people to remember about you? Whether it's a fan, a competitor, teammate?
8: Yeah, I, I just, <clears throat> I guess it would be a balance of just how committed I was to, to chasing this, you know, it really, really has been a, a, a passion of mine that I was fully dedicated to. And then, you know, in in conjunction with that is just trying to trying to be me and do it the right way. You know, and I think you can win races without wrecking people. I think you can um, be generous and, and gracious in many situations. And I wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but um, it is possible to uh, kind of do it the right way.
4: Thank you, Kim. Coming up, we'll preview the upcoming season
8: for Legacy Motor
4: Club.
2: Craftsman in your hand, nothing
5: stopping,
0: yeah. Not a chair, quickie stair, or even engine repair. Craftsman in your hand, nothing you can't do. Make your arm, Mickey John, or that kitchen hat on. Craftsman in your hand, nothing stopping, yeah. From
5: outdoor care to home and auto repair, do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware,
4: or
2: Craftsman.com. This is NASCAR Live.
4: Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. You just heard from Jimmy Johnson a moment ago, so let's continue this week's show as Kyle Ricky is here to break down everything that's new with Legacy Motor Club ahead of 2024.
6: While every team in NASCAR has a sense of optimism at the start of every new year, one of the teams most eager to get 2024 going has been Legacy Motor Club. After an extremely promising 2022 that included Eric Jones winning the Crown Jewel Southern 500, the team took a step back competition-wise last year, but the team made big changes in hopes of having more success in 2024. Chief amongst those changes is a manufacturer switch from Chevrolet to Toyota. It might seem like a huge shift, But Eric Jones says he's counting on the continuity that he's had
9: with his number 43 team. There have been a ton of changes. The thing that has really stayed the same, my 43 guys are very similar to when I joined um, on on the team themselves. You know, we made a crew chief change my second year to Dave. Had a couple of engineers change here and there over the years. But a lot of my guys in the car are the same guys I've had now for uh, a long time. And honestly, it's the longest I've really worked with one group of guys. While 2023
6: wasn't what the team was looking for. Jones and the 43 found some speed late in the year. The Michigan driver notes that not all of that will be transferable with the
9: change in manufacturer but the building blocks of finding that speed will still be there. I think some of the basics of it, yeah. You know, there's some things that are are common car-to-car. Car. Uh, obviously, our, our body is different, our motor is different, and that's that's going to be a, a new experience. But there are some common things that I think carry over and we can probably apply and use. So, yeah, it was cool to see. You know, I mean, it was a tough year in a lot of ways. But to take what uh, we left Sonoma with, you know, in in, in the summertime there in June and, and how frustrated I think everybody Everybody was, you know, from me on down. And build to what we kind of ended the year at was um, was huge, you know. Everybody kind of put their nose, put their head down and, and went to work. The other big change at Legacy Motor Club for this year is a brand new
6: driver behind the wheel of the number 42 car.
5: Here at the Kansas Speedway and John Hunter Nemechek has picked up his sixth win of the season, scoring the win in the Kansas Lottery 300.
6: John Hunter Nemechek will make his return to the Cup Series in 2020. 2024, following a stellar year in the Xfinity Series that saw him win seven races and reach the championship four. Nemechek's transition to Cup will be aided by the fact that his Xfinity Series crew chief at Joe Gibbs Racing, Ben Bayshore, will make the jump back to Cup with him. Niemicek says the benefits of having Bayshore will be twofold. Not only do they already have chemistry, Bayshore already has experience
10: with the Gen 7 race car. To have a familiar voice going into a new setting is huge, in my opinion. The chemistry is there, the communication is there, being able to to chat about adjustments, cars, anything really. Just to have him as a familiar voice on the radio, Uh, pretty much everyone else is new to me this year. So just trying to kind of make the most of it. And I I think Ben being able to be familiar with with all the tools that Toyota provides already, being in the Toyota camp, I think it will help us get up to speed a a little bit faster. And for myself as well, Ben having a couple years of cup racing under his belt uh, with an X-Gen car and really just me trying to pick his brain and soak up as much information as I can uh, from him of different adjustments that he may do. Jimmy Johnson will also be back with the
6: team this year as an owner-driver. He'll pilot the number 84 car in multiple races, starting with the Daytona 500. Johnson won't be the only Hall of Fame influence on the team, though, as Matt Kenseth was brought on late last year as a competition advisor. Nemechek says that the benefits of having the
10: 2003 Series champion on board are already evident. It's been awesome to be able to have Matt involved. Matt is a very funny guy. You wouldn't think that but he definitely is a very funny guy. Um, I've been able to spend a a decent amount of time with Matt here over the the last few months, and being able to chat with Matt, you never really know what he's going to say or or what is going to come across the way that it does, but I've I've thoroughly enjoyed getting to know Matt more and kind of pick his brain and mindset. And, uh, I mean, Jimmy and Matt, even going through the Xfinity playoffs last year, just asking them questions and getting advice from them on mindset things, and they've been a huge help so far and we haven't really even started uh, here at Legacy Motor Club yet.
6: With the guidance of multiple Hall of Famers and a manufacturer change that is expected to yield positive results, Legacy Motor Club looks poised for a big 2024.
4: Thank you, Kyle. Coming up, I'll sit down with Joe Gibbs Racing's Christopher Bell.
3: This
2: is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley.
4: Welcome back to NASCAR Live. Christopher Bell followed up 2022 with another stellar season in 2023 by clinching back-to-back championship four appearances. Going into this racing season, competing for a championship has now become the expectation for the 29-year-old. I had a chance to catch up with Christopher to discuss how he's approaching this upcoming racing season. So you made it to the championship four again. We we're talking about this on the air on TMD the other day and you got there two years in a row. And for me, when I look at the 20 team, that's what I expect now. Right? Yeah, you have gotten there and you, and you've come back there. Is that you obviously want to win the championship. Yeah. I get that, but is, is the bar, is that the bar now? That
0: is definitely the bar and absolutely like I, I That that's expected, right? Like I'm trying to think uh, of—I don't know—maybe it was like Dale Jr.'s podcast or something where he just said, "Yeah, they—you know—that's the expectations now. Like it's not congratulations, you made it. It's like, okay, well, you belong there. You should have made it there, right? And that's how I feel about our group is." We should be there. And uh, I understand that there's a lot of teams that have that same expectation. And winning it down to four is hard. So, um, I'm proud of the accomplishment. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the goal. And that's the expectation year after year. What was the biggest, other than winning? But when you look collectively at the year, what
4: do you think was important to help get you there? Outside of winning races, what was important
0: that happened that helped assist in that? Yeah, so the biggest thing that happened to get me to Phoenix this year outside of a win was Texas. Texas was the start of the round of 12 and behind Texas was Talladega. And we knew that getting through Texas with points was going to be a very, very important piece of the puzzle. And all of Texas, I ran like 25th all day long. And I'm pretty sure I was like minus 20 to the cut line all day long. And then, uh, pretty sure it might have been the Larson wreck that uh, jumbled all the strategy up, and I think we ended up staying out, and we turned that 25th into a top five. And without that, I don't know that we get to Phoenix. I don't even know that we... Well, getting to Phoenix, that's making the round of eight, right? Because we won in, in, in Homestead. So uh, I don't know that we made the round of eight without that great, great change of events in Texas. Is that something when you're running around 25th
4: all day and you're like, OK, we need something here. We need something. What's it like when f- a caution comes out and then Adam does the call, right? Adam makes the call. We're staying out. What was it like at that moment? Was that like a dawn of a new day? Was that like a new breath?
0: I mean, it's like hallelujah, but you don't even really say anything you just like go to work right so it's like okay we're 25th and I I specifically remember I'm pretty sure we were 25th and then the question comes up are we pitting are we not pitting and I I I'm pretty sure I told Adam that I can't be on offense here. Like my car is not good enough to put tires on it, be in the back and drive to the front. Like it's not going to happen. So our best bet to have a good finish is for me to get track position and play defense, not offense. And so we had a number. It was like, okay, well, if we can be whatever it was, 15th or maybe 12th or maybe 10th, then we're going to stay out and we're going to you know play defense and sure enough i think we Well, i do remember we stayed out i don't remember where we restarted but uh, we were able to uh, improve our position from there because people kept crashing and and i got in the right restart lane and stuff like that and we ended up with the top 5 so um, yeah that was uh, one of those days where we we salvaged something out of it now i expect you to downplay this but
4: Coming from the Phoenix test that we just did at the beginning of December, I was asking people how it went, and I was asking people from other manufacturers, and I'm like, well, so how'd the test go? And the first thing out of their mouths, with the eyes popping, was the 20 was fast, and it was like... It sent a message in the test. Now, obviously, testing is one thing; racing is another. Yeah. Did you feel the speed, and what do you think the outlook is for your new Toyota? Well,
0: camera? definitely, when we showed up, we we won the test when we showed up. I'll say that much. But uh, you know, it, it's we showed up on the 2023 package, um, and. You know, we had, I mean, we had a great Phoenix. We didn't finish the race, but I thought our car was super fast. So we had an opportunity to work on the setup and we nailed it for the test. We showed up and we were super fast. Now, with that being said, we start changing rules packages and and we definitely lost our edge. Um, So, you know, I, I, I don't think that... Running the 2023 rules package at Phoenix has anything to do to do with what we're going to go back there with, but uh, yeah, we were fast as we were fast as hell when we showed up. That's for sure. You've got a couple of new corporate teammates in Legacy Motor Club. How will that
4: help at tracks like Daytona and Talladega, where you guys will still be outnumbered, but at least
0: you've got more to draw from than what you had in the past? Will that make any difference in your opinion? Um, it should help us. Uh, I would think that it's going to help our speedway performance. Now, one thing that it's not going to help is we still got to be at the end of the race. And if you crash out, then you're in the same spot that you were. So um, I do think that we should be able to perform a little bit better on track during the race. And uh, if we can get all to the end, then we should have a a bigger advantage than what we had last year.
4: I know that your first answer will probably be winning the championship, but what box went unchecked last year, short of winning a title?
0: There's a lot of lot of boxes that went unchecked and, and we fell short of a lot of our goals. Uh I would say the majority of our goals that we fell short of in 23. So um, we need to be more consistent. We need to get more top fives. We need to get more top tens. We need to win more races. Um, and and you know even in 23 and in 2022, my my playoff path was pretty consistent, and I'm very proud that we've won our way to Phoenix. But. Ideally, that's not the way. I mean, you want to get to Phoenix by the twenty fours path, right, where you have a great regular season. You have this big bonus point structure and that allows you to put more focus on Phoenix and and say, hey, you know what? We're whenever the rounds reset, we go back to the top. You know, for me in twenty twenty two and twenty twenty three, when the rounds reset, I went to the bottom or you know mid midway through. And, and it's it's all focus on dead ahead at the next race you can't even think about phoenix right fortunately we won uh homestead so it gave us an extra week uh but yeah having having those bonus points and and not being put in those situations where you know that at texas you have to have a great day right like uh executing the regular season to get more bonus points in the playoffs is is at our our most uh or our biggest focus point. Is timing becoming more of a thing now? Blaney hit it right last
4: year. He hit that stride at the right time. We've seen other drivers in this car hit it, kind of fade away, hit it again. Where are you on the timing of certain things
0: happening, especially the the good runs? Is that a thing? Yeah, no. Well... I hear you. The reason I say yes, because I do hear you, but, you know, you look at the 12 car, Ryan has been amazing at Phoenix for basically his entire career. So I I don't think that that surprised anybody at him being good at Phoenix for the championship race whenever he was in the championship. Um, And so, you know, I, I... Uh, it's strength and weaknesses throughout racetracks for sure. And, you know, at at Homestead has been one of my biggest weaknesses, and that was a hard part of getting to uh, getting to Phoenix. But fortunately, we hit on something and I was able to win this year at Homestead. So uh, you you can't have, you know, weak races leading up to the, the championship event at Phoenix.
4: Coming up, we'll discuss Joe Gibbs Racing's Cup Series program and break down what might be in store for that organization ahead of 2024.
0: The spirit of performance is what defines Acura, and now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com.
4: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We continue on this week's NASCAR Live. Joe Gibbs Racing had another stellar season. Even though the organization failed to bring home a championship, three of its four drivers made the playoffs, and Ty Gibbs exceeded expectations during his rookie campaign last year. So what's next for JGR as they look for a bigger and better 2024? Well, Susie Armstrong is here to break it all down.
11: The Joe Gibbs Racing NASCAR Cup Series program had a tame offseason for the most part. Silly season was one to remember, but the faces of the organization remained the same. One major storyline at the end of 2023 was the overall success of the team. Denny Hamlin and Martin Truex Jr. already set the standard high, but young guns Christopher Bell and Ty Gibbs have brought a new element to the team's culture.
12: I think if you look at Christopher, you can't, you know, really look at his age or, you know, how long he's been around, and, you know, you look at his his last two seasons, they've been phenomenal, and, um, you know, he's he hangs around all year long, and you're like, yeah, what's up with the 20, and then the playoffs start. You know, it's like every week he's just up front, sitting on the pole, leading laps in the conversation it's like where did this guy come from where did you know and i think a lot of that probably has to do with adam you know being he's been a great crew chief for a long time he's won championships he's he's been he's seen it all right a lot of experience and i think those two make a great combination so um it's been fun to see and and interesting to hear christopher's comments and and the way he approaches things um and then you know you throw tie in with you know, only his first year last year, but really an impressive rookie year, I think. And again, a new, you know, kind of a new thought process or approach to to the way we do things. So I think we all approach it a little differently and that's good. All of us, you know, Denny and I as well, we do things a lot different and um, and, and we talk about things and look for different things. So we have a good mix of, of different guys that, um, that really add a lot and uh, you, you mash it all together and you come up with some good results.
11: Success aside, there is still room to grow. Only one driver made the championship four from the JGR camp. The man that paced the pack was Christopher Bell as he finished fourth in the point standings.
5: One year ago at Martinsville Speedway, he had to win, and he did it. Today at the Homestead Miami Speedway, he needed to win, and he's done it. As he comes across the line, Christopher Bell
11: has scored the win in the Forever 400 presented by Mobile One. Over the last two years, Bell has proven he's a championship four caliber driver, qualifying consistently well throughout 2023. Even though qualifying was a strength for the 20 team, it only resulted in two victories. That is something Bell and Crew Chief Adam Stevens are well aware of as they look to improve in one major area.
0: Pit stops. That is what hindered us in our performance a lot of the the 2023 season. And going into 2024, I'm on the same pit crew that we had finishing the year, and uh, I think that the chemistry is just going to build, and that is going to improve our running position and our uh, hopefully results in, in a big fashion.
11: Bell enters 2024 with championship aspirations and isn't the only driver with those expectations. Denny Hamlin had another top-notch year but finished the season fighting a shoulder injury.
13: I feel good. I'm, you know, it'll be a little while for I'm 100%, but I definitely will start 2024 better than I ended 2023. Uh the last 5 races were pretty excruciating and and I really was not able to do my job to the best of my ability. Those last 5 races, so I'm definitely going to be better than that. And so um I I feel pretty pretty confident that I'll be a hundred percent, you know, four or five races in.
11: Hamlin's on-track performance speaks for itself. For the fifth straight season, Hamlin finished fifth or better in the point standings, making him one of NASCAR's most consistent competitors. Over the year, his battles with multiple drivers on the track led to fan uproar, casting Hamlin as the villain—a role he plans to embrace once again this season.
13: The race fans would say crazy things on the other side of the fence, they're in the stands, they're booing and all that stuff. I love that, right? Because when I had close interaction with them, they, were, they would admit, hey, I'm one of those guys that boo you, or whatever, but I respect you. And so it was always a really good, respectful Rivalry I had actually with the fan base, you know, it was just you know playing off of each other, right? You know, Bristol was just one of those things that just happened, and and that ten seconds certainly accelerated, you know, the Denny Hamlin and the fans and and going back and forth. But it was fun. I you know I think that the fanfare really for. Uh, the 11 team is bigger than it's ever been. I, I've seen more 11 gear around the racetrack than ever before, so it's, uh, it's been fun you know, seeing how it all plays out.
11: Hamlin is one of NASCAR's winningest drivers, second among active competitors in Cup Series victories with 51, placing him 13th on the all-time win list. One thing that eludes the 43-year-old is a NASCAR Cup Series championship. One major headline throughout last season was the future of Martin Truex Jr., at the time, the series veteran hadn't made a long term decision on his career, but his team's success is what led him to return for at least one more stint. I
12: think just as a whole, it was enjoyable. You know, it was back to feeling like we could go out and win a championship again. And, um, you know, we, we'd lost that, you know, in, in 22, and it wasn't much fun, to be honest. Uh, it wasn't having fun. And we got that back. You know, it made the decision this year to, to return pretty simple things are going well don't don't give up on them now you know and um, that's kind of the outlook for this year is is to do the same thing and uh, keep that enthusiasm up and you know as long as we're having fun and winning races we'll keep doing it
11: Truex bounced back after missing the playoffs in 2022 by winning the regular season championship last year with the combination of bad luck and subpar performances Truex finished 11th in the standings a result the 19 team will surely look to improve The final driver in the JGR contingent is Ty Gibbs. The 21-year-old's rookie season in the Cup Series went well as he claimed 10 top 10 finishes. But his performances near the end of the year provide great optimism. He slowly improved and showed that he could win races at NASCAR's top level. That is something that Gibbs expects, and his approach with that in mind won't change anytime soon. For me,
0: you know, it's it stays the same, and, and that's just doing the best I can every weekend, you know, with the capable, capability of my car um, and my team. And, you know, if that's finishing fifth it's finishing fifth or if it's winning the race it's winning the race and I think that's the outlook I've had on racing my whole life and if I wasn't going to track to win then you know that's just not how I was raised I get the win every time.
11: Gibbs was named the 2023 Sunoco Rookie of the Year and is aiming to make the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs after finishing 18th in the standings. Joe Gibbs Racing has every reason to believe that the success from the previous year will carry over to 2024. With the combination of young talent, longtime veterans, and the leadership of successful crew chiefs, the organization will prove once again they will be a major factor throughout the upcoming season.
4: Thank you, Susie. Coming up, there's one more Toyota team to preview. We'll highlight 2311 Racing.
11: You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with
4: This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. Welcome back to NASCAR Live. 2311 Racing welcomed Tyler Reddick into the fold last season. He claimed two checkered flags for 2311. And going into year four, co-owner Denny Hamlin has high expectations for Bubba Wallace and Tyler. He's gone so far as saying... He wants the organization to transform into a championship-winning team sooner than later. So how is that coming along? Our Tim Cattlefamo is here to discuss. 2023
14: was undoubtedly a strong year for 2311 racing. In year three of competing on the NASCAR Cup Series level, the team welcomed a new face in Tyler Reddick and reached new heights as both Reddick and Bubba Wallace qualified for the playoff field of 16, with both drivers advancing into the round of 12. What's in store for the 2311 team in 2024? Is it finally time to expect a spot in the championship four? Bubba Wallace returns as the elder statesman of the team. Despite going winless last year, Wallace matched his 2022 totals with five top-five finishes, ten top tens, and one pole. Good enough to earn Wallace his playoff experience in the Cup Series. That experience has provided Wallace with some newfound perspective heading into his fourth year with the team.
15: Good for the whole, the whole shop, really. Uh, having both cars in the playoffs, it was really, really good. Look at Charlotte. We ran fifteenth to sixteenth all day. Put her on the top, let her eat. Last restart, finished fourth. It was like never giving up. Uh, we did that somewhere else, Homestead. Qualified on the front row, fell back, was just okay. Last restart of the race, finished sixth. Um, you know, realizing and understanding those races like, man, they're long, Got a lot of time. Yeah, it's, it ain't your day. Okay. But. It'd still show up and give it all
14: you got while wallace is all eyes ahead in 2024 he's battled his frustrations in the race car over the past few years but wallace continues to embrace the challenge of every race weekend and plans to keep pushing through the ups and the downs like golf you you like
15: okay i'm gonna try this doesn't work all right now i tried something new let me go back to what I, I know that doesn't work okay let me try something totally different that doesn't work so you run out of things that you try and you're just like man forget it it's like damn no matter what I do I can't go that fast or I can't make that shot like it's it gets so frustrating but I think the best ones though will get frustrated but still work on it and still chase that no matter how frustrating it gets like you know people give up and the best ones don't ever give up
14: What a debut season it was for Tyler Reddick. Reddick joined 2311 a year early after announcing his exit from Richard Childress Racing during the summer of 2022. 2311 and Toyota worked diligently to make the transition for Reddick sooner than anticipated, and each was rewarded with a race win for their efforts.
3: Three wide for the lead. Tyler Reddick will lead this lap reddick will take the lead in kansas tyler reddick all the way to the infield grass he'll have the lead when they hit turn number
1: one
4: lagano to the inside jones to the outside here comes Danny hamlin three d eric jones throws the block on hamlin out of two hamlin tries to the inside but can't tyler reddick will the field off the end of the back straightaway for the final time. Out
5: front when it mattered the most, and here he comes off four checkered flag waving at the start finish line, and Tyler Reddick will score the win in the Hollywood Casino 400.
14: Reddick first won in the spring at Circuit of the Americas before continuing what is becoming an annual tradition for 23 11 by winning in the playoffs at Kansas. Heading into year number two, Reddick believes the team is positioned to build off a strong 2023.
16: Yeah, I think with with our our new home at airspeed uh you know the new toyota camry xse i think we've got a lot of stuff coming our direction uh we're certainly still gonna have to work really hard and i think you know the team's done a good job of laying that foundation down from day one when they when they came in so um i I don't think we have to change a whole lot i think we just got to work on the details i think for Bubba and i both just figure out how to um you know capitalize on the speed that we have and win races with those cars that that have you know, all the potential in the world to do so.
14: One thing that should help 2311's advancement in 2024 is the team's new race shop, Airspeed, a state-of-the-art headquarters that should be fully operational before the start of the season. Reddick is enjoying the new digs while also getting more steps in every
16: day. Yeah, um, our new home, Airspeed, is, is quite impressive, and I can't wait for it to be officially complete. But from our side, you know everything we need to do in there is up and running. We're working on cars, getting them put together, getting them ready to go to the racetrack um the clash like we were talking about so um, it's it's an incredible place not used to stairs it's been a while since i've been in a shop with stairs so yeah i'm getting more steps in it's it's really really nice new digs or not 2024 is sure to be yet
14: another big year for the team at 2311 racing and we look forward to seeing what both wallace
4: and reddick have in store Thank you, Tim. Coming up, we'll go back to 2016 and relive one of the closest finishes in NASCAR history. This is NASCAR Live. Now, back to Mike Bagley. We're about to head for the exits on this week's NASCAR Live. Before we do, we've already highlighted many great Daytona 500 finishes over the last few weeks. Today, we go back to 2016 and relive one of the most exciting and dramatic finishes the great american race has ever produced
6: top five cars glued right to the racetrack joey logano the first car out of line in that second lane he is back to the eighth spot
5: how good is Joe Gibbs right now? The top five cars are Joe Gibbs or Joe Gibbs Alliance. The Alliance, of course, is Martin Truex Jr. Right now, he's got the second spot. The question is, uh, Dave Moody, when will he make his move?
1: Well, somebody's gonna have to do something very soon. Winning the Daytona 499, that's easy. Here's Kevin Harvick, he crosses over to the top. Jumps up in front of Joey Logano. Harvick is the man to
4: make the first move. It is time to go for Kevin Harvick, he will jump up- in line in front of Joey Logano, and oh, they're pushing, they're shoving, they're rooting and they're gouging. Here comes Harvick up to fifth.
6: There comes that second lane on the racetrack, led by Kevin Harvick up top side. He's getting around the Carl Edwards car. It's up to fourth and closing quick.
3: Denny Hamlin pulled up, put the block on Kevin Harvick when he tried to move up to the top side. That took away some of Harvick's momentum. Now he's back there racing alongside Carl Edwards. That's for fifth as we're down to three laps to go.
1: Kevin Harvick pulls the pin on the. Hand grenade. Now let's see if he can make it work as he travels that outside lane. There's just not much drafting help there. Only Joey Logano on the back bumper for Harvick right now.
4: Front four have broken away. They are in single file formation. They're double wide for fifth. That's where Carl Edwards and Kevin Harvick race side by side. Behind them, they're stacked up double wide and three wide again from the
6: fifth position on back. There comes Kyle Larson on the inside of the racetrack. He's in sixth and is side by side with Kevin Harvick. Ryan Newman up alongside Joey Well,
5: the top four are single file and they are trying to bust away from everybody else. Kevin Harvick, if he's got anything left, he'll have to show it right now. Two to go.
1: It's Matt. Martin and Kyle Busch. That's the top three. Harvick still side by side with Kyle Larson. That's no better than sixth place front of the pack. It continues to be Kenseth,
4: Truex, Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, all bottom side of the racetrack. Here's Denny Hamlin. He will sneak a peek to the outside and quickly snap his Toyota back in line. He is fourth in line on the inside lane and that second groove, it's stalled out. Now Harvick races wheel to wheel with Larson. And that
6: is for the sixth spot on the speedway. Kyle Larson to the inside. Kevin Harvick, top side Ryan Newman, Joey Logano, they're side-by-side, but it's
3: all Toyota right now at the front of the field. Five Toyotas coming down to the line with one lap to go in the Daytona 500, led by Matt Kenseth, who started at the rear of the pack today. He's in charge with one more trip around Daytona. One more try to the outside lane for
1: Kevin Harvick. He's up to fourth. Hamlin pulls up in front of him. Danny Hamlin's going to try the high side. That'll allow Edwards to jump to his inside lane. Edwards looking for fourth. It's all Matt
4: Kenseth. Here they come up the Daytona super stretch for the final time. The front three are fine right now in Kenseth, Truex, and Kyle Busch. But here comes Hamlin, storming up the outside of the racetrack for second. And that
6: outside lane up to the second spot led by Denny Hamlin. Throws the block, does Matt Kenseth, he's out of shape. Here comes Martin Truex Jr.
5: to the bottom. Checkered flag waving at the start finish line. Who will get there first? It's Truex on the inside, Hamlin on the outside and two close to call. Denny Hamlin showing up as the race winner. That is unofficial. Truex coming home second. Kyle Busch third by one one hundredth of a second. Denny Hamlin has won the 58th running of the Daytona 500. That was an amazing finish. Rusty Wallace, could
16: you believe what you saw there? I could not believe what I saw. The 20 car of Matt Kentis gets rooted up out of the way by his teammate, and it's a drag race right to the line. And, guys, I could not see the difference in it, but it looks from our timing and scoring that Denny Hamlin, like you said, has got it done.
4: You'll hear the full story of that race as a part of our Legends of the Great American Race Special, That airs Monday, February 12th, here on MRN. Folks, that's all the time we have for you for this week. I'd like to thank Jimmy Johnson for joining us. Also, our thanks to Christopher Bell for stopping by as well. I'm Mike Bagley. For the rest of the MRN crew, thank you for joining us. Don't forget, NASCAR Live Wide Open drops Thursday, and we're back next Tuesday with another edition of NASCAR Live at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Until then, so long, everybody.
2: NASCAR Live is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina and was brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Today's broadcast was produced by Trey Downing, Pat Jaggers, and Julian Council. The executive producer for MRN is Ryan Horn. Remember to visit MRN.com for all of the latest news and information. NASCAR Live is produced under an exclusive license with NASCAR. Any use of the accounts and descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing network.